0: How many of you here know someone who is trapped in an abusive relationship and they desperately need support? Maybe you're even pulling up this video and you're like, hey, I know somebody, which is why I'm even looking this up, why I'm even trying to understand narcissistic abuse. It's important to understand when someone's in an abusive, toxic relationship, especially when we bring narcissism into the mix, it can be really confusing for the friends, the family, the loved ones around that person to know how to support them, to know how to be able to help move forward in that healing process. Maybe like you're wondering like how effective you can actually help someone inside of a difficult situation like this or how do you even be able to understand it? Well, we're going to talk about different ways to be able to help um, have meaningful help with someone who's trapped in an abusive relationships. Explore different aspects about empathy, active listening, validation, like help you get to an actual steps of helping you move forward in that support in another person's healing journey. If you guys are new here, my name is Ben Taylor. I'm a self aware narcissist on this channel to provide awareness about narcissistic abuse. I'm the founder of Raw Motivations, the creator of the NARC app, and your guide in the seven day challenge, which is called Escape Toxicity, the seven day challenge to healing. You can access that at escapetoxicity.com to learn about narcissism, reactive abuse, the guilt and shame of being with a narcissist, and multiple different aspects. If you're at the place where you're stuck supporting an abusive person, you're like, I don't really know like what to do. Someone who's in an abusive relationship, and you're like, I don't really know what to do. You're like, you're stuck in the middle of like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Check out this seven-day challenge. Okay, it would just be a great resource to be able to give you more information of narcissistic personality disorder, what it actually looks like, how it shows up, different things like that. So check that out today. Well, when we talk about this aspect of like, how do you support people that are stuck in an abusive relationships with a toxic, narcissistic person? How do you actually help? Number one, first thing, and this apply to that person, this could also apply to the kids, this apply to multiple people. Number one is create a safe, non judgmental environment. This is hard to do when someone is in, in a toxic, abusive environment, because a lot of people are like, in their mind, they're like, I would never do that. I would never be in that type of relationship. Like, why don't they just leave? If you're the friend of someone who's going through an abusive situation with a toxic narcissist, one of the worst things you can say to them is why don't you just leave? Don't you think they've thought of that? They might not know how. They might not have the tools. They might not have the resources. They might not have the money to actually do it in that exact moment. But if they're healing, they're starting to work on how they're actually going to do that, how they're gonna figure that out. Coming across and just saying, just leave, ends up being really hurtful to the person who's trying to heal. It's almost like telling a person who's addicted to alcohol, "Well, just stop." Doesn't really help. Doesn't really engage. Doesn't really connect with that person. It's you know, I have to understand with dealing with a narcissistic personality disorder person, abusive relationship. Oftentimes, it will produce this aspect called a trauma bond. Typically, this is where the person is hoping, praying, thinking that this person has potential. They're locked onto this maybe, this possibility that they're going to change this final time and get back to the original version that they thought that, that they thought existed, like the happy, nice person they thought first existed. There's this cognitive dissonance of like believing, like, which thought do I believe? Does he love me or does he not love me? Like, he says one thing, but his actions are different. Like, I don't know what to believe. That puts him in this limbo state. And the intermittent reinforcement of the highs and the lows, the ups and the downs of the relationship locks them in. When this happens, it's almost like an addictive cycle where when you say, hey, just leave, great, they know that. They're not sure how. Providing a good, safe, and non judgmental environment is helpful and is very crucial in healing from it. It's crucial to, be able to create that space where they feel comfortable even opening up, engaging with their emotions, engaging with stuff that's going inside because oftentimes they're isolated. Oftentimes they've been hidden or sedated by the toxic person saying, you can't say anything. But when you open up this space, it helps them actually start to process. It helps them start to work through it. This is where the piece of empathy and active listening are key in demonstrating that you actually care, that you actually have a genuine concern, and allowing them to share their experiences without the fear of blame and criticism. This is super important with your kids. Allowing them to open up and share without getting criticized, controlled, blamed, Shamed for the things that they've done. The reason why a lot of kids won't open up to their parents is simply because if they do, they're going to get in trouble for it, or they're going to get shamed for it, or they're going to get criticized for making a dumb decision. When in reality, they just want the love and the care from someone who actually was willing to support them. Oftentimes, parents thinking that they're going to help them actually don't. So they can apply both ways of someone who's in an abusive relationship. Think of it this way. Instead of making assumptions of like, well, why don't you just do this, do this, do this? Like, just listen. Listen to their stories. Validate their emotions. They haven't had someone in their life validating their emotions. If you don't do this, like you end up just enabling more of the abuse because of like, well, my abuser doesn't validate my emotions. My friend didn't validate my emotions. Maybe it's my emotions fault. Maybe I just need to fix me. And they start going down this journey that ends up being more enabling for the abuser to abuse them even more. Reassure them that they're not alone. This can be hard when you don't experience it. This could be hard when you don't understand it. So start to look at it. Start to understand it. If you're... Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDSE. for a friend or if you're a family member that cares about this person, you're going to start researching it. You're going to start trying to understand when they say, hey, this is what's going on. Like, okay, let me look into that. Let me try to understand. Avoid judgmental language, victim blaming, as it might further isolate them and make them feel defensive, oftentimes making the abuse even worse. Now, second thing, we kind of danced around this already. Educate yourself and provide information. Educate yourself on what they're going through and help support them by providing information. Like, one of the things that is not helpful is when you walk into this conversation consistently and you're just like, yeah, no, I I don't really get it. Yeah, it doesn't connect with me. I'm not saying you'd say that in such a callous tone or a callous way, but a lot of times your actions might do that by not actually backing it up saying like, hey, I actually care about you and here's something I learned today about this. Like here's something I saw. Maybe you could try this. Maybe this would help. Maybe this would be the next step. When you start to educate yourself, you provide accurate information. You help provide better guidance. You help provide options for the person you're helping or the person you're interacting or supporting. You're able to share resources helplines, support groups, counseling services, like differently coaching, like all different pieces, you're able to help support them. Now, one of the things is like, if you're watching some of this content, you might've already been in a toxic relationship or gotten out of a toxic relationship. You have the best capability to help someone. Like Rory Vaden does an amazing quote that says you're, you're most positioned powerfully to serve the person you once were. It's like the person that you once were stuck in the abuse and maybe you're not stuck in the abuse now, that person is the exact person that you might be called to serve, that you may be called to help liberate and set free other people from these toxic relationships. So you might need to figure out what do I need to learn? What do I need to research? What do I need to develop to be able to help the people that I come in contact with, help them heal and help them walk through a healing journey? Then you need to help encourage them and support them in autonomy. Okay, as they start to move forward, doing things by themselves, getting away from being controlled and coerced by another person is very scary for a lot of people. Recognize the decision to leave an abusive relationship is ultimately in their hands. You can't force it. You can't control it. It has to be from them. If they don't change the thought process, if they don't rewire the mindset that they have, then they might be stuck for a long period of time. But it still is in their hands. You can't force it. You can't make it happen. So instead a lot of times of pressuring them of like, you just need to leave, you just need to leave, or making decisions on their behalf, you need to focus on helping empower them, support them, help them see the facts, help them understand you're there to help them and support them through the process. This oftentimes can help promote those decisions even be faster because they're making them, but they're getting clear about what decision they need to make. So you have to be able to respect their space, respect their readiness to take action, multiple different levels. A huge part of it is being there for them. Like people in toxic relationships haven't had someone actually be there for them, not support them, not care care for them, not love them, not respect them, not give them space for their feelings or their emotions, anything like that. So let you know you believe in them, that you believe in their strength, and you're there to support them regardless of where they are. You might want to help go with them to a support group, or a coaching session, or a therapy, or whatever it might be. A court hearing, say if, they're, if they're going through that. Like, to be able to express the desire to help and to give assistance. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters. And, what do I even say other than, hey. <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer, they've changed. So you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Like I cannot, ex- I cannot say this enough. If you have someone that's going through an abusive, toxic, narcissistic relationship, one understand they're not crazy. They might sound crazy. They might be telling yourself, and you're like, that can't be him. Like I've known him for years. I can't believe that. Understand that that is that person's current reality and you need to open up to it. Otherwise, you're being closed-minded and you're further isolating them and continuing the abuse. Open up to it. They're not crazy. They're also not hopeless. Regardless of how stuck they seem on this person, they're not hopeless. Countless people have helped. We've helped rewire their mindset to get free from the toxic person and they don't go back. But it takes time, takes effort, and it takes intentionality. And they also have to understand they're not alone. They have other people that understand. That's why you research. That's why you start to look stuff up. They have other people that understand. And they have other people that are supporting them along the way. Again, if you don't know what narcissism is, and you're like, how do I support this person? Dive into the seven-day challenge. It's $7 for you to start getting lifetime access to understand this is what it is. You get into it, and you can be like, oh, this is a great resource. They should see this. You sign them up for it. They sign up for it. Whatever it might be. You're like, hey, let me help support you. Let me give you emotional space to be able to say, hey, this is what's going on. Okay, if you want to know more about this, you can watch more videos, you can listen to more podcasts, but the 7-Day Challenge is going to help break it down in a lot of different ways to help you see from a different perspective of what they're actually going through, of the toxicity that's happening in their life. You can always recommend them to reach out. If they want to reach out, then go to rawmotivations.com. Click on the one-on-ones. We'd love to talk to them. We'd love to help them move forward in their growth, in their healing, and their change. If you haven't already like subscribe rate review thank you for listening thank you for watching wherever you might be uh listening on whatever venues and we'll see about talking to you guys next time thank you